You are now listening to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. I got my vans on my feet and I'm having a ball. Vans. And it ain't even close. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. <laughs> <laughs> Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, the bunt with Safer and Donovan. Get comfy, y'all, because you are tuned into the season finale of season 10. And boy, do we got a doozy for y'all. I'm D Jones, riding shotgun with the ghost. As always, the one and only Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, still. Man, I can't wait to get started today, baby. Tell them what we're working with. Oh, you know, just a casual interview with one of the all-time greats, Danny Garcia. He's on some, like, cost and shit to me personally. You know what I'm saying? I put him up there with the great greats, the Reynolds the Costins. Absolute pleasure to get to talk to him. Nicest dude in the game. We hoping for another part in the future, man. Come on, Danny. I know you got it in you, 40 years young. After that, we taking y'all to the post office. The people came in hot. Tons of emails. Uh, shouts to the people. And then we closing it out with some good old NBA talk. You know what I'm saying? Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Like us on Facebook at The Bunt. And get your emails and voice notes into TheBuntLive at gmail.com. Season 11 right around the corner. And while we're gone, just slide over to the website, TheBuntLive.com. Listen to some old eps. Listen to your favorite ones again. Just keep on listening, man. We love y'all. Next up, the ghost shout-out of the week. Last one for a while, man. Make it count, dog. Oh, I'm going to make it count. Someone was nice enough to email an update on uh, Darkstar legend Sven Kilcherman. Uh He's heard his name come up on here a few times, probably not in the nicest ways. I think he might have got worse style or something back in the day. But but the Mandem, I don't know how old he is, probably around our age. Remixed his battalion part? Nah. <laughs> he just dropped a full six and a half minute part all new footage just type in passionate Sven Kilcherman on YouTube you can watch that shit yo this man's looking better than ever it was actually super inspiring to watch it could not not give him the shower of the week his style's gotten better he's doing less like wacky tricks and he's gnarlier than ever which is weird because usually when you start to get older you're skating less rails this man's jumping on the biggest rails i've ever seen him skate shout out to sven man hell yeah <laughs> like we said we got danny garcia in the building one of the goats go back and watch mosaic before you listen to this interview and then watch it again after and then watch it the next day it is pretty much a perfect skate part nothing more needs to be said unless you got some also every other bit of footage he's ever put out is flawless so actually you know what he texted me because we're like you never do anything illegal and he said he may have done a body burial in i think uh the trans world video like a more recent one with strobeck so 
we might have to go do some research but that one body burial aside i'm sure he found a way to make it look good it's a picture perfect career danny garcia only one thing left to do before we get him inside studio e oh go crack a couple my fucking steam whistles <laughs> yo i do up there <laughs> let's get a buzz on cuz canada's premium pilsner steam whistle the only buzz moment we've all been waiting for season finale season 10 danny garcia in the building thank you for coming man yeah man of course thanks for having me hell yeah so we start every show off the same hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment i think maybe going to europe for the contests in 99 sick no, if you remember that those like yeah, run the of contests they used to do, yeah, yeah, I went in '99, and and just uh, I wasn't pro or anything. I I just got on um, all city when it was all city, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I just tagged along and went to those contests and skated a little bit and watched and got to see just everybody, everybody yeah. in person at every stop and yeah, looking back. That was that was a big one. So, like, how many cities would you guys see on those Europe tours? And, like, how long would you spend in each one? Like, that one specifically was for those contests, and I think there was probably three or four contests. Hmm. And I honestly can't remember, like, how many stops we made or exactly where we went. But in my mind, like, a bunch of those Euro tours are pretty... There's a lot of stops because there's so much... There's so many places to go. Yeah. And they're all close together, so... But that one specifically, I can barely remember, but I remember the contests and I remember seeing uh, like Costin, Reynolds, Brian Anderson, just everybody I loved. Yeah, so sick. And just seeing him, so seeing him in real life, you know, was important Mm -hmm. or was for me at least. So you were just watching back then? Am on the sidelines? Like I didn't enter, but I would skate. I'm positive. I remember I would skate like in between runs and shit. <laughs> like just, like, I would never do that now as an am at one of those. <laughs> but uh, I guess I was just psyched and like I didn't know any better. And yeah, so I would I skated a little bit. Well, at least you said in between runs, unlike Manchild these days. What's that yeah, some about? Some people don't know the etiquette. Man. <laughs> yeah, skating during a run. Yeah. yeah. There's a dude, Manchild, who's known to a kook it in contests these days. But uh, what about favorite sports moment? This is a an obscure one, but it comes to mind. I was at the game. I saw. I loved as a kid. I I loved baseball and basketball, but baseball. So I was at a uh, Anaheim Angels and Seattle Mariners game, and Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know if you remember. Did that dude? Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. hit a back-to-back home run with his dad, Ken Griffey Sr. Damn. Holy. Um, and I really can't. I like haven't thought about it in a long time, and I haven't heard anything about it. But that to me, that's I don't know, just awesome. There's something like sentimental about the father and son thing in baseball, I guess. But dude, that's it's super rare. Yeah. That one came to mind, and yeah, basketball. I love like there's so many basketball moments i love like mm-hmm. those like dunk contests like late 90s early 2000s dunk contests 
Vinsanity days were the best. Vince Carter, probably the Vince Carter one. Like, I forget what year that was, yeah. but the one he won. I think it was 2000. We I'm should sure. know that. Yeah. yeah. But, dude, Ken Griffey, like, made baseball cool. He was, when it yeah. it was, like, not, not cool for a long time, he was, like, a cool guy playing baseball. Yeah. Steezy. Yeah, he was super steezy. I think that's why I liked him. He had, like, the best-looking best, best looking swing in the, in the game. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about coming up. How would you get into skating? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, uh, well, I mentioned the baseball. I was crazy about baseball. And um, that's all I did. And I just, um, I don't know, around high school, I don't really know, know why, like, I drifted away from it. Or I think I do. But whatever. I just, like, got bored with it. And it just seems like a day later, I started kind of hanging out with new, a new group of friends and they all skateboarded. So just pretty quickly, they put together a board for me out of like old scraps. And I naturally just started messing around with the, with it. And, and yeah, I got pretty good, I guess, relatively quickly. So it just kept feeding, feeding the fire, I guess. For sure. How old were you? I think I was 14. Damn, that's a pretty late start to fucking turn up like you did. Yeah, it is, especially by today's standards. But, yeah. But this was like 94, 95, so. But yeah, by today's standard, that's that's pretty late. That's when people are turning pro now. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. So it's all got to start somewhere for everyone. What was your first big break to get into the skate industry? The first big one for me was getting like getting in at Liberty Board Shop, the skate shop in Orange County in Brea. I think just like getting sponsored by them was I was able to to meet people and like James Craig and Gideon Choi and those dudes and and then um eventually like those dudes could hand my sponsor me tape out and all that. So I think that was the first big moment or break. Mm-hmm. And is that how you got on World Industries through those guys? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. King of the County Craig, eh? Took you under his wing. Yeah, that's sick. yeah, that's my dude. Have you? Has he been on the show? Not yet, but he's my homie. Like, I see him once a year um, in Montreal. We judge a skate contest together. Oh yeah. yeah, it'll happen eventually though. But Gideon Choi's a name you don't hear too much anymore, man. How how sick was he back in the day? Oh, he was he was one of my favorites. He was just really advanced and as far as like just board control and style and looking good doing mm-hmm. just doing um he didn't do a bunch of different shit he just did what he did really well but yeah as far as like just like board control i would say like seeing somebody like that was was awesome people were doing crazy shit you know but yeah but um he had it probably still does you guys remember his blind ad he had a switch tray blind ad, which might have been the first one that I actually remember seeing. And I remember like seeing that it said switch and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Dude. Like way back. Yeah. I forget. It was like some, some big gap. Was it over a can? Oh, it was over a gap. Yeah. I can't recall it. Right I can't now. remember the exact gap or anything, but I just remember. It just came back to me like Gideon Choi, switch tray. Some mind blowing shit when we were probably like learning how to do like kick flips still. You remember the switch tray at the end of the line in Trilogy? That's kind of, that one stands out. 
on flat ground. Oh, no, I got to go. Go back and watch it. He was like someone who was around when we first started skating. But as we started to like skate more is when he like kind of disappeared from the scene. It seemed like he kind of like disappeared pretty quickly, too. Yeah, he didn't. I don't think he had a long run. I don't think it was like, I don't know. I think he could have, but yeah, but he didn't. Unfortunately, but go you go YouTube that that trilogy part. Uh, well, I'm a huge fan of the switch trays, and he's an OG. <laughs> so you wrote for City Stars back in the day, uh, right before all the kids got on. Yeah. Do you ever think about what would have happened if you stayed on and were part of that with P Rod and Young Spanky and all of that? No, I, I don't, and I don't even. I can't even really picture what, how it would have been different. I'm sure it would have, but I probably would have felt really old. <laughs> yeah, you would have been the veteran. Yeah, yeah, I would have. It would have taken like five years off of my career, probably. So maybe <laughs> for the best. Yeah, you, Remo, and Kane Gill would have been the the old dogs. Yeah. I know. No, there was a, they had another guy on that team, another older guy. He was a super tall guy. What was his oh, name? Joey Becky? Yeah, part. No, what did you say? What Joey Sorrell? No. Oh, well. Did you guys, when did you guys start skateboarding? Uh, the first video I saw was like, Fulfill the Dream Misled Youth. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like 98? Yeah. Uh, I think I started a year after you. Yeah. Okay. First video I saw was Minic Maddie. Wow, that was a big one. Yeah. I mean, every, like, all those, like, team videos back then were, like, so important. Yeah. It's crazy. I didn't know what the tricks were called back then. I was just Dude. like, oh, Roger yeah. Eagle TX. Well, I remember watching like Sammy Baptista's part and like Aaron Snyder's part. And like, if they put those parts out today, they'd still be crazy, man. Like, they were so tech back then. Yeah. To like yeah. think that was normal was crazy. Fulfill, I love Fulfill the Dream. Dude, it was so good. It had like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Even the, the like weird half assed skits were, were yeah. kind of <laughs> so kind funny. Of, good they they worked yeah somehow Dude, brandon turner was the chosen one back then man yeah. he was so good for a little guy i loved i i definitely loved smolik even though i don't think i usually would because he's so like loud and obnoxious but and i still love him and and steve olsen too just the wild like weirdo yeah <laughs> yeah dude steve olsen's part was crazy man though like even like uh he has some like park tricks mm-hmm. where he like kick flips over to front lip down like a hubba and it's yeah an insane trick man the i i don't know if it's legendary i hope it is the roll off the roof board slide the rail yeah and and the camera is just like it's so bad like losing the way, it the yeah way he looks at the camera after. yeah there's like his girlfriend filmed that or something right <laughs> i think that's like the rumor yeah, yeah. anyways yeah. What were you? What were you? Sorry, I, I veered off. Yeah, that happens, man. <laughs> so you ended up leaving City Stars without really having a plan for a new board sponsor. Word on the street was you were buying infamous boards. <laughs> no. Did you leave with no plan, or did you have an idea of where you were going to go? No, I wanted to ride for Habitat or Workshop because uh, I had talked to uh, Jason Dill because when I rode for for city stars i rode for habitat or uh, i rode for sorry i rode for vita shoes as well oh, so that was the connection yeah so just through that talking to dill and i 
now I know him pretty well, and he does this. He so back then he probably was just like firing off shit, and he's just like, yeah, if you want to write for a workshop, just let me know. <laughs> but to yeah. me, I just held on to that. I'm like, oh shit, and and I, I really liked those dudes and that whole thing. And when Habitat was was like, I think it was still just a rumor, or or not a rumor, but it was just they were just building it and, and getting it together. So in in my head, I held on to that, and I'm like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna try to do that. So yeah, so that's that's when I quit City Stars, and I, I wasn't on Habitat yet, but I was pretty pretty sure I could figure it out. Okay, so you kind of went in blind though. A little bit. I, I I can't remember exactly. I feel like I talked to them. Yeah, I, I feel like I I kind of had confirmation that I was gonna get on. Okay, okay. It, it, you weren't just floating around in free agency. No, and I wasn't <laughs> buying boards from <laughs> Infamous. <laughs> so Nolly Flip knows Hubba Hideout. There's a lot to unpack here. It was a two-day battle. The photographer kind of had some shady movements going on. A little bit of beef with TX. Dill and Tim pulling some bodyguard movements. <laughs> what was that session like? Like, what was it like showing up the second day, going back to finish the trick, and then seeing the same photographer you showed up with there with TX trying the exact same trick? Honestly. I was just kind of like locked into what I was trying to do. I was just, I, I honestly can't remember tripping on, um, I think it was Pete Thompson. Like I didn't know him that well the day that we were trying to shoot it. Um, and when I saw him the next, I honestly wasn't tripping. I don't remember tripping out, but the other, the other dudes were, and they're a little bit older and had, I don't know. They just kind of understood it more than I did. So. I think they said something and, and all that, but um, like I can't, yeah, I can't remember tripping out. I remember just like, just trying to do my thing and not, and I couldn't see anything else. I had blinders on. That's crazy. So like, was TX trying Nolly Flip Nose as you guys pulled up? I think so. That's in my, that's like in my memory. And sometimes like I hear this, you hear the story or talk about it so much, it, it becomes, it becomes what you're talking about. But yeah, in my memory, yeah. it, it, it was that. I mean, I definitely remember walking up and and they were skating it but i can't remember exactly what he was doing but yeah to his credit like he didn't know what was going on so he, he's yeah, like, like oh shit speak english at the time <laughs> a little bit i think so like what was the interaction like for Dill and tim to like tell him to stop trying that i don't remember i think they i honestly can't recall i think they said something to pete hmm. and then they just chilled out rodrigo didn't know anything so they just I think they just took a seat or like went down the street. Then I did my thing and and um and then they went back and he did he did a nollie heel flip no side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. switched it up. Yeah, <laughs> so that was, that was the same day. That's sick. That's kind of awkward for TX. Like, yeah, Yo, you got to stop, yeah. Yeah. Like, especially for like Jason Dill and Tim O'Connor yeah. to tell you that you got to stop and then watch this guy do the trick you're trying. Yeah. It's <laughs> good to have those dudes. Quick. Yeah, but you did it pretty quickly the second day. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how it usually goes for me. Yeah, dude, that was insane, man. Ahead of its time. I was lucky enough I got to see that thing. Oh, yeah, have you guys been there? I just, I went once, like, I think the last year it was around, and I'm, I'm glad I did because I could see how tall it actually is in person. Like, it, getting a nollie flip up there is not easy. I went, I, I did it, and I was, whatever, I was pretty psyched. But um, we went to Pier 7. Pier 7 is, like, right... Like, a block or two away we went to pier seven and carl watson was there and 
I can't remember exactly what he said, but he walked up to me. He's like, I heard what you did. I heard what you did. And he just like gave me a fist bump or something. I was hyped. So sick. So sick. Um, So looking back, you seem a little different than uh, most of the guys on Habitat from the outside looking in. Maybe a little more chill than some of the notorious uh, party animals back in those days. Uh, What was it like for on trips for you with uh, some of the more hectic guys? (laughs) <laughs> it was mostly good for me, I think, because I was such like a, I am so mellow and so like guarded and, and introverted. I think it was good being around those dudes. They kind of brought me out of my shell a little bit. For the most part, I mean, every now and then it was a little annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I think it was, yeah, it was actually really, really good for me to meet meet all those dudes and and hang out with them a bunch you join the turn up once in a while i guess so in my own way yeah (laughs) i don't think i ever did anything too crazy though so tim told us when you guys would go on skate trips overseas you would skate the demos if you were forced to and then head back to the hotel and lock yourself in there almost like a touring hermit yeah well there you go i was like i am kind of left to my own devices i will sit around by myself and and work on something like and that's when i started playing guitar Mm. seriously so i couldn't be bothered like running around town destroying hotel rooms yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're going out drinking or something i don't know i i was yeah i was just obsessed with i still was obsessed with skateboarding but um i'd started playing guitar around like in the early days so i just went crazy with that as well that's dope so we had uh, the legend Fred Gall on last, was that last season? Yep. And um, obviously we had a bunch of hilarious stories, but anytime we have one of his uh, homies or teammates from back in the day, we just got to check if there's a Freddy story you might have that the people haven't heard. There's one, I don't know if it's super funny or anything, but the, it was funny to me. Or it was, I, I was actually really upset at the time but we were in like a strip club or something in mexico (laughs) and he's he's just on one he's just feeling i don't know what what the hell happened he was just um i guess this is his normal state he's just like (laughs) on one feeling really good and he's like buying drinks for everybody and just like running the show (laughs) and so the house is treating us like bringing us drinks I think I put a cigarette in my mouth or something, and then from out of nowhere, a lighter just comes from a hand. You know, somebody lights it. Like, they were, they were loving us. There's these Americans in there spending a bunch of money. Yeah. And, he, and Fred's just calling, like, again, calling all these shots, like, this for him, this for them. And I think at some point, like, the service just dies down, and we can't get a drink, and we can't get served or anything. And, and they're just like, you got to pay your bill. <laughs> And Fred's just like, I don't, I don't got any money. Oh, no. <laughs> so we like, oh, my God, I just remember kind of like slightly arguing with him about it. And all of us are trying to get our money together together. And Fred's just like, I'll pay you. He's just like wasted. He's like, I'll pay, pay you when we get back to the hotel. <laughs> he just kept repeating how much money he has in his room, but not on him. <laughs> But there are so many like strange details on, on that night that were funny. 
other than that i don't know i can't nothing else comes to mind that's plenty that's yeah, amazing that's, that's perfect fred <laughs> so we talked to carrie gets today try and get a little info and um he brought up a story about being in the van one time and he tried to throw something out the window and unfortunately it flew back in and got all over you he apologizes again but what's the story there <laughs> i don't remember this no he said that no. you guys were driving and he like pissed in a bottle so you guys didn't have to pull over yeah. and then he like tried to throw it out the window and it came back in and like went all over you <laughs> and he wanted us to apologize on his behalf again i accept the apology i honestly can't remember that i don't remember you would think i would rem- remember that but i forget so much shit that's a gnarly one <laughs> yeah what, what was carrie like back in the day traveling with him and his classic hockey temper uh he was the best he's so funny like i don't know I don't know if the world knows that, but he's super funny with his with his shit and just the way he thinks. Yeah. And sees the world. He's yeah, he's awesome. I loved hanging with him. And he's doing good too. Dude, right? he's killing it, man. He's, Five yeah. kids, I think, now. Holy shit. He's successful with his he's like building car stuff now, so he's happy, man. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He's smart yeah, he's smart with that shit. He's kind of in my mind always been really business savvy. Mm-hmm. so but yeah he was he was awesome and fun to skate with i feel like he kind of without teaching me he taught me a lot about about like skating parks and transition and all that stuff which i'm still not that good at but <laughs> but he was great at it so. so we heard uh back in the day you went to a small informal premiere of photosynthesis at network 17 with uh the homie aaron brown and when the video ended, you turned to him and said, I'm getting last part in the next one, which happened to be Mosaic. No. Which is <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Which is one of the all-time great video parts, or Mosaic, as our friend Noah used to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us about the process behind putting that part together? That was pretty fun, man, because I, I went to high school. I like grew up skating with my friend Tyrone, and he... He was really he was a really good skater but he just took to filming and i bought or i didn't buy it my mom bought me for graduate my high school graduation she bought me a vx 1000 so i had a camera what so i had well i guess at this point mosaic i had this camera for a few years so basically the routine was like i buy the tapes i meet up with tyrone give him the camera throw in the tape and we do our thing and like that's mostly how it went for Mosaic, like Bill Strobeck came out and stayed with me for a little bit, and I went to Philly and stayed with um, Tim Wenning and Pluhowski at their at, at their apartment at that time. I think that's mostly it. Like, there's some SF shit in there that maybe Brennan filmed. I can't remember, but most of it was like me and my buddy Tyrone. Usually, even just just us two, just driving around my hood or LA. So sick, fresh out of high school. <laughs> yeah, I guess just a couple years at that point. But it was cool. That was like that's how I liked to do it back in those days, especially. That is pretty close to like a perfect part. The style, trick selection, filming and editing and the song. I mean that's mostly Joe. A lot of credit goes to Joe Castrucci for editing. Like the power of editing is is crazy. Yeah. And that was your first full part? I guess so, like I'm trying to think. 
I mean, I had some 411 stuff that was, I'd have to go back and see how much footage there really was there. But I, I guess we can call that my first solid, like full part, yeah. Flawless execution, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you've been asked this in every interview, but why'd you smack the pole after the kickflip, then nolly flip line? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> because the nolly flip felt so terrible. And the kickflip was too perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could feel I could feel both of them. I was like, oh, my God, that was that was really good. And then so I feel like I'm, I'm nervous, you know, to go for the nolly flip, <laughs> which is simple enough. But I'm I'm just like, shit, that was perfect. And yeah, so f- the, the feeling of it and the angle I had, which is looking straight down, my foot just did like this crazy <laughs> kick, like horse kick, yeah. move around, <laughs> come back around and land on the board. And then so I landed it. So I was kind of psyched, but I was also like, you wasted frus- that kick frustrated. Foot. Yeah. But then when I watched, we immediately just watched it back. I'm like, oh, that'll do. Yeah. It was and, worth um, the kickflip. And again, the power of editing, like I don't honestly, if I had to edit it, I would have taken out that that pole smack. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know. I would have just taken it out. Or, But Joe leaving it in, he probably timed it up with, with the music or I think he did yeah. either way. Yeah. So people ask me about that. It obviously sticks out. Yeah, I'm sure there were kids so everywhere like doing the same thing, man. Smacking poles as they skated by. I'm thinking they were doing <laughs> You know what I like in there? Like, I have a memory, and I remember Greg Hunt filmed it. It's in Mosaic, but it's in the intro. Is there's an, And no one has ever really talked about it, but I still like it. There's the ollie in between these really narrow yeah, yeah. marble walls. Mm-hmm. I remember being so hyped on that. Like, I don't know what was going on in my head. It was just an ollie, and it, and it looked really good on, on film, but... Um, I don't know. I feel like I was doing a bunch of crazy shit back then, but I really was psyched on that. <laughs> it looks sketchy as hell, like yeah. super narrow. Yeah, I don't think it really translated, but I loved like getting that getting that footage. Yeah, well, at least it got in there in the intro. Yeah. It might not have fit in as well like in the middle of the part. Yeah. No. No. And that's why I don't edit my shit. That would have <laughs> been my last trick. <laughs> Um, can you take us behind the scenes on your gap nolly crook ender? That was I remember that premiere at was at Shred Central here back in the day, and everyone lost it when that went down. Yeah, so that spot was by my house, and I originally went there and would I think I skated the double set as a, as just a double set a couple times. And do you remember Tom Krauser? Oh yeah, remember that name? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he or I know he lip slid the rail on the other side pretty sure he did that before i yeah he did that before i skated it so i was like oh fuck <laughs> like i don't even think i saw the fucking rails until he did that but um i back lipped it one day which i can't really i can vaguely remember which seems harder to me than an ollie crooks honestly but i back lipped it and then at some point within a few weeks or something i was like oh, i can fucking i'll try the nolly crooks and it just worked i think it was fairly easy that day one day damn did you know it was gonna be your last trick was it like i need to wrap up my part fuck i can't remember man maybe i think i was i think i was trying to get some shit i think that was yeah i think that was crunch time and i was just trying to do whatever i could i wasn't thinking last trick i was just thinking like you need 
gnarlier stuff. Did you know you were going to get last part? No, but I do remember like trying to convince Joe to give it to me. Like on a con- I had I remember one conversation on the phone and he was I think he was telling me that how good Stefan's part was and I was like, "Stefan will have like he'll get another t- chance. 10 last parts." <laughs> I'm like, "Just give me this one." That's so good. I campaigned for it. <laughs> Man, you earned it. Another trick that was crazy in there that we'd like to hear about was the nollie heel front nose that was ahead of its time as well oh yeah honestly i think i kind of bit that from danny montoya i think he did one yeah an audio one yeah. step beyond yep i feel like i just that's kind of how i did it back then it's a little embarrassing but still i would just see somebody do do something it's a pretty naive i was like oh well i want to do that now yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what i that's where i got it from but either way it was like it was a fucking battle that one was that one was the toughest one for obvious reasons for some people maybe not obvious reasons for others but like i nollie flip crook that rail before i nollie heel flip no slid it mm-hmm. and nollie flip crooks was way easier yeah oh yeah you did the side one right yeah so yeah the nollie heel front nose i don't I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it took multiple times going back there and it's just such a board breaker but i did it and i I'm glad I did it that day. I think for some reason, I think I looked my, I liked my outfit or something. <laughs> good kit. Yeah. So you've always yeah. skated to really good songs that match your skating. How involved were you in the music selection for your parts over the years? I was involved, but the songs that I always liked just didn't work. Mm, right. So when I would see Joe's edit, I would say, okay, let's, let's use this one because they were just better. <laughs> right, right. I think I wanted like, like slow, like really slow soul songs or something. Just a lot of my, my decisions weren't, weren't right. <laughs> so I would go back and forth with Joe with different songs. Yeah, I was thinking because like you're a musician yourself, maybe you would have been like adamant about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But sounds like Joe came through. It's easier to trust someone like Joe you know yeah when you have someone in charge of like the direction and you trust it and you've liked what he's done in the past it makes it a little bit easier yeah no i like that process of working on something a bunch and then handing it off Mm -hmm. even as a musician i like working on music and handing it off to somebody to work on it because that's always benefited me that process so yeah i was happy to like just skate my ass off and and then hand it off to somebody who's an, a proper editor yeah. and, and has that eye. For sure. So we love discussing illegal tricks over here at the Bunt, and uh, you might have one of the cleanest criminal records we've ever come across. How did you navigate trick selection throughout your career? Well, early on, I, I think I kind of mentioned it earlier, I would, see, I would just see something that I liked from somebody and either like, literally just do the same thing or just like add add something or take away something but yeah as far as like the shit i filmed it would it wasn't too super 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 calculated it was just going to places and feeling it out what kind of seems like a good idea as opposed and combined with what feels feels natural right and and yeah that's really it we we both watched all your parts and I seriously don't recall like a single trick that we would consider illegal or whack. 
There's got to be something in there. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, yeah, as time went on too, like I, I wasn't skating this way, but more and more I accepted anything. Like the, the illegalness of tricks disappeared. Right. And, and so nowadays nothing is, is illegal, really, I don't think. It seems like those type of tricks come out when people are desperate to get clips. Like they're struggling yeah. to film stuff. And they just yeah. need something to like bulk up a part or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. What's a good? Do you guys have a good example of an illegal trick that you caught? Like a surprising somebody who you really? Yeah, Caswell Berry once did a nose grind to front lip down that like <laughs> handrail that they built. Oh <laughs> yeah. uh, shit! Well, yeah, it's just like an idea one day, and it's like you know. Again, I'm gonna go back to a good editor. Like there's probably some shit that's been thrown away and that like just uh, never made it a good editor will save your ass too <laughs> yeah true i want i, I want to say my friend evan shufflebine and it's still one of my favorite tricks that i don't see too much he to, he just like told me to do this trick he's like you got to do this on something it's nolly 270 switch front nose or back tail however yeah you yeah. call it yeah switch front that nose, trick like. yeah i love that trick and he told me to do it. I filmed a couple over the years. Nah, that's not illegal. No, it's not illegal. That's the, yeah, that's... That's a good one. That's like very legal. Yeah. Yeah, it's rare. You went back to Switch too, which makes it look a lot better. Yeah. Like yeah. controlled. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I want to give, I want to give Evan credit for, and that was part of my process too. Sometimes somebody would just say something like yeah. a filmer or they would, somebody would suggest something and I would run with it. Well, sometimes... And I'm guilty of this too. Like, I'm not capable of doing the tricks I want to do, but I know people who are. So like, yeah, because you, have a you trick could see that's it. Like, yeah, they like you think would look so good, and you'll just never be able to do it. So you just tell your friend who you think can do it, and you skate through yeah. them for the day, you know. <laughs> and just and just make sure you get royalties. Yeah, or something. Fifty fifty <laughs> split something. on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. The amount of tricks I've told Morgan and Wade to do over the years. Yeah, they never fucking listen to me. <laughs> no shit, you got a, a good good skater listen. Oh, yeah. I guess they don't need to listen to anybody. <laughs> we know you weren't on this trip when Habitat was in Barcelona and had that infamous apartment where everybody was on their best behavior. But we heard you've heard a little story that went down that maybe some people haven't heard before. You care to share it with us? That story's funny. I'm. F- like kind of bummed I wasn't there, but kind of glad I was I wasn't there too. But yeah, I forget the details of the story, but there's in there's a story I always tell that people like is Wenning had like I guess this is iPod days where he had the iPod dock and speakers. Yeah, and he had one of those. Have you is that part of Do you know that part of the story where he's no. like asking where who took his speakers? No, <laughs> there's like Wenning's. <laughs> loses the his his ipod speakers and he keeps asking people like yo you took my speakers and everybody's like no i don't I haven't seen your speakers i don't know what the fuck and carrie had the same speakers yeah and so like one night they're just wasted or whatever i'm assuming they're hammered <laughs> yeah and like carrie's carrie has his speakers on and when he's like yo those are my speakers and carrie's like they're not your fucking speakers <laughs> and Wenning just leans in and goes they sure sound like my speakers. <laughs> that, oh, that's so good. that story kills every time. That's Dude. so good. My favorite part of that one is when uh, 
the homeowner gets to the place and everything's like trashed and been emptied out and Fred leans over and he's like we got robbed man (laughs) (laughs) she like believed him for like a split second and then it's like okay didn't get robbed unfortunately Uh, that story's been beaten to death man yeah that's like an infamous one that's great though yeah so you seemed like a perfect fit for Lakai you skated them a bunch in Mosaic and the kits were phenomenal but you ended up leaving before Fully Flared came out what was behind that decision it was probably a few things I was like it's one of those things I have to look back and try to analyze why because I was just like cruising through whatever I was doing back then but I think like for some reason I was getting anxious about even my career and like feeling like it was coming to an not coming to an end like on my own terms coming to an end like physically which is just some like weird illusion or something but yeah I was just feeling weird about I think I was turning 30 or something so I'm like fuck I'm you know so I I one was like, um, I need to make some real, like a lot of money in the next few years. Yeah. So looking back, I think that was the, the strongest impetus for that decision. And then like, even maybe the kind of the pressure of the video a little bit was there. Um, I don't really remember thinking that, but I bet you like I subconsciously was just like, fuck, I don't know about this shit. And like, I loved all, like pretty much everybody on that team. I was like such a fan of everybody. So in in a weird way, I was probably like even didn't feel like I was worthy of it or something. I think I can't really t- say though, but mostly I think back then I was like, "Fuck, I need to make some really good money, get a shoe." I think it was the myth of like if you get a shoe, you make money. Yeah, I didn't know any better. It's like not really like that. So so yeah, so yeah, um, um, I I was like, "Fuck, I'll try to ride for Nike or something, some big some big company." And make millions and uh, it, didn't, it didn't work out like that <laughs> did you go because you wrote for s, s after yeah. but did you do s or habitat footwear first? s s okay yeah s yeah which was awesome too that was a, that was a good experience um for me with like all those people and like getting a shoe and having to deal like i didn't handle it very well or very professionally i think but uh it was good and that whole crew and my whole experience there with those people was was awesome. And so I think that was three year. I'm pretty sure I did a three-year contract. And at the end of that is when I rode for, for Habitat. Okay. What do you mean you didn't handle it professionally? I was, I think it was like they were paying me pretty well and they gave me a shoe and they kind of wanted me, naturally wanted me to like do, not really fill the gap that like Costin and all those dudes left, but just do more than what I did. I think I was just like, all right, cool. I'm here. And I was just like (laughs) chilling, chilling a little bit too hard or something. I could have done more. They wanted you to be like the face of the franchise, essentially. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Instead, you left McCrank to do the heavy lifting, man. He had to have last part in Uh, Especial. uh, I know, god damn it. Could have, should have been you. Fucking Silas was kind of starting to go crazy at that time, yeah. Yeah. The team, if you look at the team, like Especial was kind of a random underrated video, but like yeah. if you look at the guys you had on paper at that time, there was some heavy like names, people who had great careers. Mm-hmm. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Oh, Bobby yeah. comes to mind. Kale Nusk, you, yeah. Raymond Molinar. Yeah. Um, McCrank, TX. Yeah. I think if we stuck, we all stuck together 
and like the 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 overall direction of the the company at the time was just more focused maybe i don't know exactly but yeah with that crew we could have done done a lot more sometimes you can feel that when you're watching a video if it's like the team is actually feels like they're a team the video comes out a little bit better as opposed to everyone filming a part on their own and then putting it together yeah i believe that there's something something to that something translates there yeah so what was it like switching over to habitat shoes after that people uh, really liked your pro model oh yeah i did too man it was i don't think i had super at that point i don't know i was like kind of like phasing out of of like professionally skateboarding but still kind of trying to do it so i didn't have big expectations but it was really easy like those are my boys and joe's my my dude so it was easy to do and i did i liked the shoes a lot and i liked my shoe the ed that the edward no the edward was the s one this one i can't remember actually which one was the edward either way i liked uh yeah i liked the shoes and the name was always an issue for people if i remember yeah people were like fuck should have been a different name or something but and in my memory too it didn't it was just so short it couldn't really do anything yeah yeah couldn't really get off the ground um we heard a rumor that dill would put you on fa if you filmed a new part for him is there any (laughs) truth to that and are you are you working on that part currently because we would love to see it (laughs) no no there's no real truth to that not that i know of damn it (laughs) maybe if he if he challenged me to to that i I would have gone for it but but no those are all all my my boys over there and yeah i love what they're doing both fa and hockey Mm -hmm. and when the warehouse was still when there was still enough space in the warehouse i would go over there and 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 skate and that would have been the best rumor if it was true (laughs) yeah we're gonna speak it into existence and and no one knew about it imagine just a a fresh new Danny Garcia part drops oh, on F.A. Might no come one out knows. The, the Wednesday that this episode comes out, man. Who I mean, it wasn't like I, I put out some footage at the beginning of the year that was filmed with my buddy Hayden. As I was filming it in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm going to really, really go for it. And then like, I was like, oh, man, I'm fucking I'm, I'm just too old. <laughs> my body, my body wouldn't follow my mind. Damn. Yeah, I think I did it go out on the habitat skateboards youtube yeah, yeah yeah i watched that this morning it was tight still got it deggy not not bad for an old dog you know? yeah. <laughs> random question who is rubber robbie <laughs> fuck i mean that was like that was just like maybe tim's alter ego it was like they had this <laughs> literally just had this mask so I guess whoever wore it, which I never fucking wore that thing. I only oh. remember Tim and Wenning wear it. They just had some strange, like, kind of psycho uh, rubber mask that they would wear and either, like, just, like, kind of cause chaos. Like, I remember, run, like, Tim running through a McDonald's naked, just yelling with this mask. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, which there's footage of somewhere, I think. Which is kind of nuts. Like, you get, like... You gotta be careful doing shit yeah. like that. You get some like sex offender charges. Yeah, for that shit. yeah. This was this is like early Habitat days when he would do shit like that. I don't know, just like young, dumb, fucking crazy, 
crazy shit. Was it like the mask they were wearing in the Ian Reed video when all that like yeah. weird footy of them came out in the hotel rooms? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Dude, I recently watched that video again and it's actually insane. I'd, I'd like to see it again too where he like I kind of love that he's I don't know it's definitely one of his videos I don't know if it's the one you're talking about where he I have footage in there but he literally from he was at my house I went into the shower he put in my like footage tape that I was just like stacking <laughs> shit up filmed it from the TV shut it off it and then it ended up in his video yeah that's so good man that's crazy I was hyped on that like that's that's good I heard there's a uh a pretty funny story behind the first time you met Strobik. You like put him to work right away, man. Yeah, well, that's like I told you, I was in that mode. I had a VX, I had my t- DV tapes, <laughs> and if you're a filmer, I was I would hand you that shit and <laughs> you're like get to work. I didn't think like I just wasn't thinking. But yeah, I remember meeting him at at Love and just sitting and, and talking to him, and he's like, he I. I don't know how he tells the story. I think he might say that I asked him to, but in my memory, he was like, if you want to film, let me know. I'm just sitting here. So I was like, fuck it. Let's yeah. film. Yeah, I got my own tape too, man. That, yeah, that move <laughs> is just sick. such a like. One of our kid. friends would do that. Duncan used to do that, right? Yeah. He would like take his own tapes when he would, he would go on like trips by himself. I mean, that's kind of smart. Back in the day, it was yeah. hard to like get the footy back from people, you know? I, f- I wish I did that my whole career, actually, now that I think of it. That's such a funny move, but smart move. <laughs> yeah. So what made you want to take a step back from the pro skater life and focus more on your music? I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I was just, like, following my instinct and my interests. And I'm not, like, a long... I don't, like... A, I'm not, like, a long-term planner or anything. I just... It's like one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. with me. So I, I was like getting interested in, I'd have always been interested in music even before I was skateboarding. I always played instruments and stuff. But yeah, I think I was just following my interests and I was really, really hyped on, on just like making music and, and touring and playing shows and stuff. So I just followed that and and, and that was it. But a, a part of me too, yeah, th- probably thought of like can't you can't do this forever so there's probably some of that in there yeah you kind of went heath kerchard a little bit just like calling it before like you probably could have kept you know getting paid or like getting sponsors but you kind of called it on your own instead of being forced out kind of thing yeah sort of It, it and like if i could go back and do it again i would do i could do both I would, mm-hmm. I would have sustained uh, a skate career and tried to figure out like go kind of explore like the world of music and and being a musician. I could have done both looking back, but at the time I didn't know that or I didn't feel like I could have. It was always kind of one or the other. Right. Well, your name carries some weight, man. You got like a cult following out here, but at least you didn't do the Jeremy Rogers and just quit cold turkey in the prime of your career to be a rapper yeah yeah well he's he's got a, he's a different dude isn't he <laughs> he's something else <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a wild one isn't he speaking of cult followings it's pretty heavy thing the danny garcia hashtags on social media why did you make the choice not to have your own social media accounts 
I don't know. I was on Instagram for a while. I still kind of get, I still get shit for it. And I still think about doing it every now and then, but I just felt uncomfortable on it. Like I was, didn't feel like I was good at it. It's just so, I just felt so bad at it that I'm like, fuck this. I'm, I don't know. Now I'm 40 years old. It just feels so funny to try to like partake in this thing. Even though I know that's all in my mind. I just didn't connect with it somehow. I couldn't really find my niche, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And Of course. And so, and again, it goes back to my personality being kind of somewhat private, guarded, and, and introverted. I think that's part of it, too. I'm not, I'm not one to, like, let everyone know what I'm working on every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I, lo- I love to work on stuff, and I like to, to focus on things and work on projects and, and then kind of give them out to the world. But the, like, daily involvement is, I haven't adjusted to that. Do like your friends ever show you like some hashtags? There's like D Gar hashtag, Danny Garcia. I think there's like yeah. D Gar Fridays or something. Yeah. I still go, like, I'll go every now and then I'll go on. Like, I can go on my computer and, and find like, footage and I'll watch some of that, that stuff, which that stuff is great. Like, I know I'm missing a lot of great stuff not being on instagram yeah but you're not missing a lot of bad stuff too yeah yeah so it it goes both ways it does and so so i know that exists but every now and then like somebody and i have friends they'll literally just text me like what's been posted right yeah we're the same though especially with our personal accounts like we'll go months and months without posting anything and we're just looking at other people's stuff and it's like yeah i could really go without any of this you know yeah yeah and then we yeah. need to have it for the show though yeah <laughs> a lot of days i want to delete yeah. instagram for sure yeah i i feel that too i get shit for like for my music and anybody whenever that conversation comes up for my own like promoting my own music mm-hmm. it's basically all right like well you you need to be on on instagram or else you know you're not going to do anything yeah so i go back and forth i might i'm not totally opposed to it i might in the in the near future if i kind of come up with some sort of theme or plan in my head i could i could do it like that yeah yeah i'd smash that follow button get a little easy man nolly (laughs) flip and uh plus two already (laughs) little nolly crooks once in a while get us motivated up here in canada i could do that (laughs) so are we you just mentioned you're 40 now are we ever gonna get another danny garcia part you could like what kind of part i could film a part yeah but you know not not like mosaic not like i I used to yeah (laughs) but yeah i could i mean i still think about it i still i think about it a lot trying to do something again i kind of got to find like my niche and how i'm gonna do it and it's like harder these days too you know like it's turns out it's easier to film a video part when you're getting paid the skateboard (laughs) (laughs) So it's like if I have free time now, it's like I wanna I wanna rest or I work on some music or something. But so skate skateboarding is it's it's hard to do all the time. And to do something really good, you you do gotta give a lot of energy to it. But yeah, it, it's there is a a chance that I'll I'll do something because it's on my mind uh, every now and then. That's dope to hear. Yeah, skateboarding's a tough one to. Like, if you want to get clips that you're actually hyped on, you actually have to be putting in the hours skating every week so you're not rusty and getting hurt all the time. But, uh, 
But what's a what's a full? Maybe you guys can help me out. What's a full part like these days? Twenty seconds. Yeah, it seems like that means a lot of different things nowadays. Yeah, full part. Like our generation, what we're accustomed to is like yeah, three minutes. I think three minutes is a full part. Yeah, me too. That's that's about where I I call it. Though most of my, I think like most of my parts are like two, two and a half. They're about three minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. I mean, you could have a short little two minute part. Like think about like Ryan Smith and Zero. It was edited so fast. It probably wasn't three yeah. minutes but he yeah. had so many clips mm-hmm. i don't know you know a part when you see it you just it just has that feel yeah that's a good that's a good point but uh shit we're working on a video the bunt video could use a little danny garcia nolly heel front nose guest trick in my part you know because we're because <laughs> oh, we're boys in your part yeah Jesus. <laughs> i can get a i can get a guest trick easily no oh let's go like a little assignment <laughs> i like that so, what's a day in the life look like for Danny Garcia in 2020? These days, I'm working on music mostly. Working on music, like mostly recording these days. Sick. So, recording people or playing guitar in studios for people. But I usually, lately, I've been engineering and, and recording and working out of a studio in, in downtown LA in the Arts District. So I'm like going there recording mostly friends and and friends of friends and I'm just like fucking turning knobs, pressing record and then doing some some computer work and calling it a day. But yeah, I live I live in Santa Monica so I, and it's fucking beautiful out here all the time, so at least once a day I try to get out and get outside and um I live across the street from a real a nice park. So I'll go play play basketball or what? or run around there and do something some sort of exercise nice lately it's been basketball i've been playing basketball that's what's up every other day yeah we uh we heard actually that back in the day you would uh have a tendency that we are like we all have something in common here skaters that love to uh barge the local basketball game and uh dominate unsuspecting basketball players who are like oh we're about to school these skater boys and next thing you know you're bouncing them off the court. <laughs> yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, I fucking I'm like more serious about basketball now than I've ever been. Like playing, Dude. And like getting in there with like real players. Aaron told me actually that one time I think you, him, and I can't remember the third person, James Craig, maybe one time there's some like G dudes that were like challenging you guys or like I don't know trying to punk you or something, and it was like all right, winner goes on yeah and you guys have to bounce and you guys beat them <laughs> yeah yeah i have this memory too that's great i fucking barely remember it i'm pretty sure it was at this place called aero vista i think we got into it because we're they're basketball courts ledges the ledges on the basketball court yeah we're skating it they're trying to play and it's like all right well we'll play you for the court <laughs> something like that that's it's a vague memory in my mind but yeah and i do remember winning yeah, wow. Because I could play. I'm not gonna let. Yeah. I'm not gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> not willingly. Though. No. You know that's amazing. That's even better because like me and Dono, like I remember the last time we did it, we were in Boston. Yeah. Skating a spot like a little ledge into a bank, and like the basketball court was there as well, but we weren't in their way. But we'll just like go over and be like, "Hey, you guys want to play?" 
like a little two yeah. on two, and then they're like, oh, <laughs> let's get it. Yeah, they were just shooting you know, around, thought they had an easy game. Next thing you know, we out here, and one layups, yeah. game over. Yeah, yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> but your story's even gnarlier because it was like, for the you're court actually is so battling for the space. Like, all right, we beat you, now we're going to skate again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's next for Danny Garcia? What's next? And I have, I'm going to put out a record. Well, I, I, I put out a, a record of my own a couple months ago. I, I sort of just put it online to stream on all the streaming services, a Reverend Baron record. But uh, I think I'm talking to some people or a record label about re-releasing it kind of properly uh, through so, them. So um, that's kind of like newer news that I, that I got that I'm going to have to like just concentrate on and do some work for and, and maybe do a little bit of promoting for it. I'm not sure, but, and also re-release that, which I recorded a record, which I recorded last year, but then try to make a new record this year of my own. And, and um, that's kind of takes up a lot of bandwidth in my brain, the music <laughs> stuff, making music, making, making time to make my own music. And that's, and that's most of it. And then, yeah, film a, film a video part. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like it. Just need to start, I'll start a GoFundMe for my video part. <laughs> for physio. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, it's an honor and a privilege to be brought to you by the world's best grip tape, classic grip. You dig? Yo, keep skating, kids. Yay! All right, favorite skater? Probably like my first big favorite skater was Costin, so I'll go with Costin. Favorite video? Mouse. Favorite video part? Guy and Mouse. Favorite style? Carol, Mike Carroll. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Probably Costin. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Besides me? <laughs> Besides me, 15 years ago? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> my boy, Austin. Sick. Oh. Our boy, too. We had him on. Legend. Favorite trick? Backtail. Hardest trick for you? I'll go with a hard flip. Most illegal trick? Do they call it a dolphin flip? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. the like forward flip. I've ne- yeah, I've never seen that one really. That one's Good. never done anything for me. <laughs> I'll go with that. The only one I didn't mind was Darrell on flat in uh, Free Your Mind. Oh shit! There you go. See, that's and, and that's the thing. There's always an exception. Yeah, there's yeah. always yeah. an exception. But is there how about a crook back lip? Is there a good example of that? I can't think. <laughs> yeah, of. Fabrizio. Fabrizio. He Fabrizio. got away with it. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know no, if I no. agree with that one. <laughs> no, well, if there's anyone, like, that's the yeah. best crook back lip there is. Well, he just did so many of them. He's got to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Became acceptable. Yeah. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Fucking that Ollie between the marble uh, walls. What? <laughs> no. Uh, that one's... You know which one I like that just comes to mind for some arbitrary reason? I think it's inhab- in Inhabitants. There's a back tail kickflip to straight on a... Th- on a like three stair ledge oh yeah yeah. Oh. you remember that yeah yeah for some reason that just popped in my mind i like That's i like the way one. that looked yeah aaron brought me to that spot in cali one time actually yeah good? yeah that's real close to where i grew up 
gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? This isn't. This is probably not the gnarliest trick, but this just came to mind. It's really random, so I'll, I'll use this one. Anthony Acosta, just on a ledge, he just he did a switch nose grind, fakey heel flip out. Damn. Um, again, not like the gnarliest trick, but that that just came to my mind right now. So I'm, I'll go with that one. Do you guys remember Anthony Acosta, like pre photographer? Mm-hmm. To go back and look look him up, he had a rad story. Still does rad style, great trick selection, kind of everything. What's the one trick that got away? This was like later in my career too. I was I was writing for Quicksilver. I really wanted to do a switch front pop to switch back 50 on a hubba damn and i kept like i could do them on like skate park hubbas and i went to a handful of street spots to do it and i could never i would kind of come close but i never did it and it's not even that crazy i've probably done crazier shit but i just got in my mind at some point i wanted to get that and i never got it that's a good looking one rowan zarilla did it on a pretty big hubba that was a sick clip bastard (laughs) What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Tim O'Connor <laughs> tried to shove it, heel flip, back nose grind, a handrail. <laughs> 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 and like came really close, but didn't come close at all, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Made it look like it was there. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. Hell yeah, Tim. Damn, Tim. <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? Probably like. And this is years ago now, probably back threes. It took me so long to learn them. I had to like get my real, like man, man strength. <laughs> so you're saying there's still hope for me? I'm 31. Oh yeah, I learned them when I was like 35 or something. Yes, lots and I, but of I, hope, bro. But like trying the whole time, like every now and then, yeah. just trying, like my whole life. <laughs> that's perfect because that sounds like me. What's your dream job after skating? You know, you know what? I'm a landlord right now. That's sort of a job. I, I make money. I don't have to do much. If <laughs> that's I could, a great job. Yeah, I'll take that job, which I sort of have. But if I can go back when I was making good money, I would have bought a lot more property. There you go. A rent collector. <laughs> that's my dream job. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite local brand? I gotta go with Small Wheels. I, they're probably not even local anymore. They're looking, but they're yeah, they're a local brand, right? Yeah, I used to be on small flow up here in Canada, yo. What Aaron, happened? send oh, me a damn. box full. What happened? We were we were teammates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aaron, I need that box, cuz. Favorite local skater? This dude, Daniel Akamini, probably. I don't know if he still skates, but back in the day, he was, he was a madman. Kind of like Gons, Gons-esque. Sick. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? I rode for fucking competition wheels i think it was called it was pretty funny like i don't even know if there's anything on the internet about it but looking back i think this the style was was just not was not me i can't even remember it it was it was a strange one there's probably something else in there too but i will take it it sounds pretty dusty (laughs) favorite teammate ever i'll go with since i kind of slighted him a little bit uh i'll I'll give it to tim o'connor Oh. My boy. Worst teammate ever. Fucking Raymond Molinar. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Worst company. I mean, that Monster Energy Drink logo is pretty bad. Worst trend. I don't even know if it was a trend, but like big... I'm thinking of myself here. Like big 
yellow, like oversized yellow, bright yellow t-shirts in the early 2000s haven't aged well. Oh, yeah. yeah. You had one or Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like footage of me when I see it. I'm, I'm usually not self-conscious or embarrassed about anything, but when I see something like that, I'm like, Jesus, what was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I had a few of those in my Dude, time, too. you had too. sick kits, though. Yeah. You had really good kits back then. Worst style. That dude, Roger Mancha, he was on he was on City yeah. Stars yeah. like when I was on for a second. Dude, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. The yeah. tall guy. He was huge, yeah. right? He had a pretty bad yeah. style. But he was still really good. He was very good. Yeah, style, style. Not so good. I don't know if it was the worst, but it just came to mind. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh. Oh man. Harvey Weinstein? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's I saw he's in the news today. That's came to mind. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? But back in my in my day, I was like a solo, like me, like me and a me and a filmer type guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny, that's gonna wrap up the interview. Thank you so much for putting the cap on season ten, man. Yeah, man. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it. Dude, the goat, man. Hell yeah. been preaching the chpo brand do-it-yourself contest for three weeks now and goddamn the winner did not disappoint hailing from the beautiful toronto canada shaolin you've outdone yourself let's take a listen i stay lacing aviators the sun clashes my vision Intellect has to flex The nine to go watches be the best See I paved the way In my no way shades Embrace the whole collection Renovate the entrance CHPO That's why I'm flexing When I'm off of the block I stay gold flooded with rocks Ready to soak from the dock Lyrical spills Medicine from the dock My pen's hot So I melt in the dock In February If you see a man Rocking the aliens It's very scary I pull Wearing the Liam While I'm fighting the bull Riding the bull To the finish line Copping it all The whole collection CHPO Damn, Shao, that was epic. But yo, we gotta give, you know you know how CHPO does it. They trying to bless all the people. So let's hook up none other than the legend himself, Matt Canadian with the box for this legendary attempt at an ad. Let's take a listen. You diggy? Hey, good morning, my peoples. Coming live from my girlfriend's bedroom, you diggy? CHPO, the only watch. Nando. Dopest fucking vegan leather watch out today. Penny droppers all the way. So get yours today. What more can I say? Where the fuck is my brain? Get the Nando. Get the Nando. Bend over one time with the Hando. You know, buy your Nandos. You know, I got my boy coming, Mbubu. Gonna have a couple Nando pints. So get your Nandos and keep them coming still, you diggy. Ha! And by the way, don't forget about that hero gold, you diggy! Uh, yo, the boys wanted me to say a one-two about, you know, this, uh, this entry. Yo, Canadian, I ain't never met you, and this ad makes me want to, like, meet you and, like, kick it with you, because you're probably a fucking hilarious-ass dude, but at the same time... Never meet you in my life. <laughs> but yo, respect for the entry. And uh, shout out to Shao, obviously. Um, check out his music on iTunes and Spotify, YouTube, S-H-A-O. 
big shout out to CHPO brand. Oh, and uh, before we forget, uh, we got a little something special to end season 10 with. Uh, so tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. We got a little something, something for you. You know what's up next. It's the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. Cousin Stance. In an era of first try stunts and huge sets and rails, Al Davis's thought-provoking trick selection makes a crucial statement. Al pays homage to his Cincinnati roots with a three-pack shout-out to one of Queen City's most beloved spots. Corp, three of a kind, from Al Davis's Cousin Records is available now, featuring three single socks to mix and match for 29 bucks. Available at your local skate shop or stance.com. Don't miss out. Al Davis, the GOAT, has done it again. All right, ghosts, who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Sean Rona. What up, bump boys? Seriously, yet another legendary season. Already excited for what's to come next. The story of your friend's encounter with Darrell Stanton resonated with me quite a bit, and I was writing to see if you yourselves had any interesting engagements with pros throughout time. This one's pretty non-confrontational, but years ago I was at a big skate park grand opening and I decided to leave early due to the crowd. I'm trying to turn left out of the parking lot, but I'm stuck waiting for a slow-ass Mini Cooper to pass through. After what felt like an eternity, the Mini Cooper turns into the lot without their turn signal and I realized they just wasted the longest 15 seconds of my life. Being a grump, I gave them a what the fuck expression and threw my hands into the air as we made eye contact. It was then I realized I was mean mugging none other than the Birdman Tony Hawk, who was showing up late to a skate demo and I was trying to leave early. Years later, I ran into him at the same skate park and thought about bringing it up as a joke, but worried the humor might be lost on Tony. Use your turn signal, bruh. Anyways, thanks for reading. Big fan of the pod and would love to hear some goofy encounters you may have had with legends in the wild. Goddamn, Tony, that's one of the first things you learn in driving school. Use your goddamn signals. But considering it's the goat, T-Hawk, you gotta let him slide. We've probably told this story a couple times on here, and due to the fact me and Chris Markovich have made a truce, I can't uh, I can't badmouth the man anymore. But we've definitely seen one of our friends have a serious encounter with Chris Markovich, and my memory is not working right now. So if I think of something before the post office ends, I'll drop it. All right, next up, we got an email from Nick Lachey. Not the Nick Lachey from Love is Blind. What's up with Safer Switch nose grind on the London Hubba? Modest motherfucker. I saw that photo on SBC a few years back, and what the fuck? That stands out as one of the best yet. Who does that trick on a Hubba that high, and why aren't we talking about it more? What was the process like, and is there a Canadian version of a My War available anywhere? If so, please post it. This is uh, from one of Safer's secret accounts, I think, man. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> we got us KD on today in the post office. Yo, shout out Nick, yo. <laughs> Just feels like, you know, mans are old these days. You know what I'm saying? All the stuff from mags and years past. You know what I'm saying? How long ago does that feel uh, like you did that? A long time ago, but I'm just saying I appreciate that uh, some people fucking go back and actually saw that shit. But um, there's no My War. You'd have to ask our boy Devin. He's got the footage. He probably taped over that tape three times since. So it's, yeah, He would have. It's probably dust. That was a fun one. I claimed it. We went there. It was at the Red Star Squad. We went there. I claimed it. And then we had a demo the day before, and I oh demo days. I did a switch nose grind on the hubba at, at what was a new skate park at the time. I'm like feeling good, have a few beers. I'm like yeah, switch nose grind, let's get it. You went off on the beers? No, no, I did. I had a few. Like it was just like it wasn't crazy, but you know when you have like two, three beers and you're like yeah, oh. <laughs> switch nose grind, you get me. And then when you wake up and you feel sore and you're like fuck, the last thing I want to do. Oh, it was the next day. Yeah, the next day. Okay. It sounded like you were at the park, had a few beers, and went to the no, spot. No, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, the, at night. And then the next day, went there first spot of the day, and I was just like, fuck me. Like, so bummed when everyone's in the van, and you're like, you know you're going to a spot to for your you. spot. We're going to go to Safe's spot first. I remember in the clip, is it this one where they were, you guys like had to move the tables out or something? And then right after, they put it back in. Yeah, so there was a wedding going down there that day, I think, and they were asking us to wrap it up, but they were nice enough to give us like a couple tries, a <clears throat> couple more tries. But anyways, pull up, and I really wasn't feeling it. Paul Macnow was there, so when that pressure is on you, you kind of feel like I have to at least bunt it, Yeah. which I thought might be the case. I thought I might be bunting, so I just, you know how I roll. Like I didn't no-slide it. I didn't back 50 it. I just... Started switch ollieing next to it. Sometimes the problem is that the warm up tricks could take as long as the trick you want to do. Yeah. So what's the point? Like I exactly. I ain't trying to. I'm not one of those like on point as fuck dudes who could just do like back fifty, back five o crook, switch front fifty. You know, like I'm just like all right, switch switch ollie as high as I can next to it, kick it out a few times. Oh, and Morgan was randomly there, I think. Uh, but anyways. So how long did it take? It, it didn't actually take long once I actually committed to one. Uh, I would guess it took me maybe like 10 tries in that somewhere like 7 to 13 maybe. That's my guess. Um, That's a nice battle. Yeah, it, it felt hella good. And that was when they were like, oh, you're on the team. like, And then OPEC bought me a 2-4. Which that got you on the team? I mean, I was on, but that was like no pro. That was my. That was like like, that's your ad, and now like it's official. Damn. Uh, OPEC bought me a two four, which uh, Devin probably drank twenty two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Not surprising. (laughs) But yeah, man, that was that was probably one of my favorite clips I've ever gotten. If I was to rapid fire myself, because it it was a claim that I thought I could do. But would never do unless the right pressure was on me. You know what I mean? So that was a great day. Thanks for it. It was a perfect storm. Yeah. Yeah. And then shouts I, to Nick Lachey, man. Digging up the old ones. Oh, yeah. Shouts to Nick, bro. <laughs> Memory lane. Um, next up, we got an email from Rejoice, bro. Prefer to remain nameless, eh? <laughs> Sup, gang. Just a quick list of current sport rivalries. 
that I would love you guys to go through. Also, can Donovan read this? I like him more. Oh, oh hell no. Okay. The hey. only one out there. I love you, dog. Give me that. Damn, this guy just took the iPad from me. <laughs> First up, Ovechkin versus Crosby. That's tough because we're Canadian, but I'm going to go Ovechkin. Wait, you didn't read the part. You didn't read the part where he said he's joking. It's just because it's hockey heavy. God damn it. Yeah, I skipped that on purpose. <laughs> so who's your vote, Ovechkin or Crosby? You know, Crosby's a Canadian brother, but I've always been an Ovi man, you know? Yeah. Next up, Lionel Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo. I'll go Ronaldo. I don't even want to entertain that because I'm an OG tiny Ronaldo on Brazil. That's my guy. That's uh, my goal. Fat Ronaldo now. <laughs> yeah. This one's down your lane. Federer versus Nadal versus Djokovic. We had this argument last year. I'm sticking with my Djokovic. I'm Federer for life. Um, imagine Nadal and Djokovic didn't exist. It'd be crazy. Federer would have like 300. Yeah. But that's that just, would suck for the sport, though. I hate that Djokovic is actually creeping up on both of them for GOAT status. Come on, son. But yeah. Next up, Harden versus Giannis versus LeBron. I'll go LBJ, man. The guy's a serious role model. Well, what's the question? The best right now? They're rivalries. Just, they're, oh, rivalries? So who would you pick? Oh, come on. Who do you like more? Oh, who do I like more? Mm. <sighs> Fuck. I don't love any of them, but I think LeBron is the greatest out of all of them. That can't be questioned. And uh, I'll go Giannis. Next up is two goalies in the NHL. Marc-Andre Fleury or Tuka Rask. That's tough. Um, I got a hard time picking anyone on the Bruins. I traded for David Pasternak in fantasy hockey, and that was really hard. I fucking hate the Bruins, but he's the best. So I can't do two Bruins in one year. I'm going to go Marc-Andre Fleury. And I'm going to go Zamboni driver for the Hurricanes. Dude, if we missed the playoffs by like one or two points and the Zamboni driver did us in, oh. that's insane. Next up, two heavy hitters in the NHL right now, Nathan McKinnon and Leon Dreisaitl. You know I'm going Leon Dreisaitl on pace for 130 points. That's my number, or that's my first round draft pick in fantasy hockey. Led me to first place in the regular season and a first Woo! round bye. Sick and pretty. You got some money for first place regular season? No. It's Not winner yet. take all. Damn. Who yeah. are you taking? I'm going to go with Neon McKinnon just because. Who? And McKinnon. It's Nathan. Uh, and Leon. Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon, man. The guy's got a serious motor. And last, a skate question. Nija or Yuto? That's easy money. Yuto all day. Yeah. With that effortless style and clothes that don't look I'm going to go like... Brad Cromer on that one. Oh, true, true. Yeah, yeah. But I neither of them Uto. are really are. Did you see Yuto's Nolly 270 like switchback nose blunt yeah. on the big park rail? Yeah, he's crazy. Shout out to you guys for keeping the pod blade sharp. And shout out to the best skate buddy of them all, Spike the Third. All right, next up, email from Josh Marin. Sup, G's, longtime listener since the beginning. Seeing you guys evolve as interviewers since the beginning has been sick. The ghost always calling it out. And D Jones calling out the ghost cracks me up. I'm always DMing illegal tricks to you guys. And you guys calling it out too, like doing a 50 to front blunt kind of shit or front crooks to front feebles nah hell nah <laughs> anyways just wanted to shout out to you g's since i've never sent an email keep that shit the fuck up and also what the fuck is with evan hernandez 
ass flaunting all this bling and dough. Shit's gotta be fake, but I ain't no professional. Ah, shit's hilarious though. Keep it real, G's, and great content. Boom. OG listener, Josh Marone. Thank you, dog. Appreciate the love. Appreciate that. Um, as far as Evan Fernandez, I haven't seen anything. I don't follow. I, I think guess that's weird. I've seen it. I've been on his account. It's uh, is he flaunting? It's definitely interesting. All right. Next up, we got an email from a regular emailer, John Metz. Appreciate you, dog. Real quick, this is for both of you. For some reason, you download the Got Ya and Kimbra song, a couple of Keisha songs, a Nelly Furtado song, a Jessica Simpson song, and two NSYNC songs. With all those piling up and for easier access, what would you name this playlist? Big fan, keep it up. John from Idaho. I would name it Do Not Listen. <laughs> Yo, don't sleep on Nelly Furtado. I'm like a bad. I'll take that in. So you what's the name? Me. What are you going to name it? It's called uh, The Bird Dynasty. Nelly's one-two punch. And next up, we got a long-ass email from Krusty Monkey. <clears throat> what up, boys? It's your boy, the Krusty motherfucking Monkey 69. I come from Med Hat, Alberta, and I got some shit to say. Everybody and their dog knows the podcast is dope. You know what the fuck going on? <laughs> Jeez. I have a request, though, for a special bunt recording of straight rapid fire with the motherfucking ghost. Just all the best and funniest rapid fires to date. Do your fans a service and give us a bunt special with all the shit talk we so desperately crave. I'll start. Nora is more overrated than Nyjah, but I'd still rather watch another boring-ass kickflip backside disaster than watch Andy Anderson do one more goddamn front foot impossible. Wow. Watching him skate contest is like watching two girls one cup for the first time every time. To get you started, I have a question for both of you. If you had to choose between only being able to watch Richie Jackson clips for the rest of your life or only being able to watch Andy Anderson Park edits for the rest of your life, how many days before you just end it all? But actually, which one you picking? Damn, crusty monkey. Don't come at my girl Nora like that, first oh, of all. I knew you were, You have to step up for her. She's a fucking beast and yeah, she's, she's shredding. the ill homie. So back up. Um, I've actually never watched Andy Anderson skate, man. I don't even know what he's like. You got some info for me? Yeah, uh, he was at he was at House of Vans in Vancouver. Remember? Where did we watch skating at House of Vans, Vancouver? The, the best trick shit. I wasn't there. Oh, true. Um, Where was I? Yeah, you'll Are have you to watch. That? I think so. Yeah, I was just giving out money. <laughs> so I think I just couldn't see, so I was like, All right, "I'm out of here." Yeah, it was sweaty as hell in there too. How many days before we end it all? I would never kill myself, dog. Um, <laughs> Thanks for that fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's about like watching terrible skating, it is what it is. I'll go with Richie Jackson, I guess. Damn, you never even seen Andy Anderson and you're picking Richie Jackson. You must be a closet fan. Exposed, blood. Nice detective work, Krusty Monkey. D. Jones, Richie Jackson, secret admirer. Uh, fuck, I don't even know, man. I'll, I'll watch Andy Anderson. I watch him like he's in Am Getting Paid and shit. You like, have to pick Andy Anderson now after what you just said about me, obviously. 
Well, you've never even seen him. I don't. Yeah, I, it's all good. Let's keep it moving, dog. All right, next up, we got an email from Scott Cartagainer. Yeah, he told me how to pronounce his name this time. Oh, Probably butchered that a couple times. What up, Bunners? My Sacramento Kings have been a combination of injured and blown it this season. If a miracle doesn't happen, I'll be rolling with the Raptors this postseason. I feel like the champs have been completely disrespected by the media. That happens every year, man. We can't get no respect, championship or not. We doing it with an injured roster, just like we did again last night in Utah. Come on, fellas. Oh, that was on the road? That was on the road, dog. We on man. a serious road trip right now. I was on a flight. I didn't know. I just... On the road, man. And... Uh, Norm Powell goes out in the first quarter, lose OG for a little while too. And we had Marcus Soul sitting like Ibaka just ate up Gobert. Gobert didn't want none of it, man. Damn, none of it. Now for the questions. Since it sounds like this season is coming to a close, I've got two for you this week. Skateboarding's greatest reality show, Slap One in a Million, brought a lot of great skaters to light. Tom Asta, Kevin Coakley. Tom K, John Fitzgerald, etc. Who are your favorite one in a million alum? I'm going with Nick Stain. Honorable mention to Curtis Rat. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Nick Stain. Obviously, we were huge fans of Forrest Edwards. Legit goat from that show. And then I'll also go with Mango. You want to add anything? No, I'm just Forrest all day, every day, man. But I miss that shit. They need to bring that back one way or another. Hundo P. Second, this question comes up at the thought of the much anticipated bunt video. What less obvious post-production faux pas renders a skate vid almost unwatchable to you? I've got a lot, but I absolutely cannot stand when 4-3 footy is stretched to 16-9 to match HD footy. Example given DGK's parental advisory. Keep up the good work, Scott K. P.S. Please complete the quasi team by having J. John the Don and Bledsoe on the show. Yeah, we've really done the whole quasi squad, man. Just a <laughs> couple guys left. Al Davis, too. I'm coming for all of them. Real tight, real tight. Bro, the one that's been killing me the past like year or so is uh, all fuckers trying to film like our boy William Strobeck, who can't. Fucking zooming in and out all over the place, giving me a fucking headache. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, couple things. There was that Transworld video where the filming was just so off. I think it was the VX one where it seemed like the guy was running and like shaking oh, the camera, shit. like that shaky shit. I don't fuck with. And sometimes the like 16 millimeter shit just goes a little too far, you know? Yeah, you got to be strategic and um. Don't overuse it. Yeah, exactly. All right, next up, we got an email from JC Hall, <clears throat> aka Jefferson Hall. Heel flips, cultural or regional? He says cultural. Um, shout out to Jalen and Jacoby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say neither. What the fuck? They ain't regional. And I think it's cultural to skate culture. Everyone does heel flips, man. Yeah, like. If you're trying to say black people do heel flips, you know what I'm saying? Maybe if he said, like, nolly heel, switch heel specifically, like, I could entertain that, like, just as a joke. But heel flips, because some of the greatest heel flippers are white. Lindsey Robertson. Yeah, that's a tough one to answer. I think it's just skate culture. 
Yeah. Now, did you see the quarter snacks quote of the week this week? It was Dana Erickson, and he says, "Front shoves are the kickflip of the East Coast." <laughs> I don't know about that, Dana. <laughs> Dana's all about the front shoves. Tripping, Deggy. Yeah, he's all about his little bullshit no pop ones. The oh fuck is that? What the hell is that of the East Coast? Uh, don't come at Dana. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, next up, we got an email from Sean Wazalik. What's good, my bros? Longtime listener, first time emailer. Got two skateboarding questions for you. First, what is your favorite Hollywood movie that contains skateboarding? I saw Gleaming the Cube with Christian Slater playing a skateboarder when I was a kid in the early 90s and it rocked my socks off. Plus, Stacy Peralta advised on that movie. MVP. Most vertical primate. That movie was epic. I know. I watched that with like my mom and sisters, the whole family. That was so sick. Uh, we came to a consensus on MVP over here. Next up, with all the movie remakes we see in Hollywood these days, what is one classic skate video from the past that you would like to see remade with all the original skaters from the video now at their current age putting out new parts in the same order as the original? I'd love to see Shorty's Fulfill the Dream remake with new parts because it was so influential to me as a young buck. But there are so many great classics to choose from. Thanks, fellas. Keep up the great work. Sean in New Jersey. P.S. Thanks for the Nolly heel flip advice from last season. I took the advice and now at 33, I finally got Nolly heels down like whoa. Damn, that's a big trick to come on at 33. Hell yeah, Sean. Bro. As far as a video I'd like to see remade, I'm going to go with Perception, Rolling in the Deep, <laughs> a classic video from Toronto with some classic rippers, Warren Ungin, Colin Passy, Greg Wilson, and Simon Disher. Damn, that's butter. Oh, and Johnny T, how I forget about him. She's a brick. <laughs> Ow. Ah, uh, fuck. Just, Pick one of your Transworld videos. I'm just trying to see some new Antoine Dixon. Baker 3. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Huge roster. Bunch of guys that are dope. But yeah, do that or any... Or fucking 401-63. Or PJ Ladd's Wonderful Horrible Life would be insane. Yeah, it's I, just I tough need, when they're I need like, that new Colin Fisk. You get me? Got jokes. How do you even remember that name? <laughs> Next up, we got an email from Marku Perkeli. Perkel? Perkeli? I don't know. Um, what's up, Bunt G's? First of all, love the show. Being a self exiled Canadian for a good seven years, it's always good to hear a familiar accent every week. Been living in Helsinki, Finland. Love it here. The scene is the fucking best. Ask anyone who's been here and they will testify to that, no doubt. Anyway, my question is people travel to Europe mainly to hit Barcelona, Berlin, hell, even Copenhagen is blown out. Don't get me wrong, they're amazing places. But if you had to go somewhere out here that's still a little underrated of a destination, where would it be? Talking somewhere like Belarusia for the Soviet marble or here in the Nordics for the beautiful women, or maybe Croatia, <laughs> Croatia for the sunny beaches. Are we going on a skate trip or going to holler at women? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, keep on burning barns. Sorry, I forgot to shout out 
the homies in Quebec City and Montreal. SLP for life. Helsinki. Cough race. 5th of July. Let's get it. What? Anyways. Yo. Shall see you, Marku. Um, What's his last name? Perkle. <laughs> uh, where would we go, man? Pick one spot. I'm trying to go to Berlin, man. I've never been. That would be a place I would pick. You've been numerous times. Nothing but good things to say about it. We got the good homie up there. I got to find my way to Berlin one time. Definitely do. Come visit me in September when I hopefully live there for a month. We're going to Copenhagen, so we'll knock that one off the list too. Mm-hmm. Yo, Copenhagen. We'll be there April 3rd or 4th. And Stockholm will be there fucking March 31st. You dig? But where would I want to go? Shit. Maybe come holler at the Nordic women. Just kidding. Um, well, no, not. I mean, I'm down to go, but not for the women. I'm, bad joke. You're Anyways. yourself. Fuck's sakes, man. You got a spot? Where do I want to go? You've been a lot of places. I've never been to. You've never been to Italy. Yeah, I've never been to Italy. No, where were we going to go? Oh, Portugal. Portugal. Yeah, I want to go to Portugal. It looks like there's some butter ledge spots, some low impact gems. There's some other places in Spain too, though. though. Classic yeah, Valencia, shit. Madrid. I want to go to Russia, man. Seen lots of teams are starting to go there, man. It's, I think it's a little complicated to get there because you got to get a visa and mm-hmm. some extra shit. But uh, it looks like there's a lot of not blown out amazing spots. So hopefully one day. All right. Next up, we got an email from Jonathan Borthwick. Greetings from Pennsylvania. Wonder if he's from Scranton, dog. I've been listening since the Jerry Sue episode and have probably gone back through your entire catalog twice, but I have never written into the show before. A few seasons ago, I believe a fan asked what your ideal Transworld video lineup would look like if it came out today, and it prompted me to think of a question of my own. If 411 was still up and running, what would you like to see out of a current issue? i.e. a way desirable profiles, a day in the life with Gaber's Summers, Hakeem Duckworth's Wheel of Fortune, etc. Maybe for a bonus throw in a commercial or two, I'm sure Weekend would be killing the 411 commercial game. You guys kill it. Enjoy your spring. Best wishes, Jonathan. Jonathan, for you, we're going in-depth on this one. We're going to give you a full 411 lineup, starting with the chaos. Yeah, we going quasi, baby. Yeah, saying get a little Bobby in there. Well, a little bit of everything. You got Gilly in there. All sorts of homies, man. That would be a serious controlled chaos. Next up for rookies, we going with uh, some underground dudes who probably won't be underground for much longer. I mean, they already got a name on Instagram, but Zach Saracino and Dylan Jaheb. Yeah, man, sorry for the pronunciation, but that's as good as we could do. Those two guys definitely snapping on Insta these days and definitely going to see more of them in the future. Next up, Wheels of Fortune. (laughs) You know it's time for our homie, Caleb Barnett, the big dog in the building. All day. And Jack O'Grady. We going doubles again, man. Jack O'Grady's coming in hot. That's someone I forgot to mention, I think, last week when it was like, who's an up-and-comer who could be a future Sodi? True. Uh, we'll get a couple commercials in there from our boys at Classic Grip and Dime. 
They probably got the funniest Instagram commercials in the game. They do the skit game right. Yeah. Maybe take it back a couple years and get Gilbert to do a little van oh, skit too shit. if he about it. Man. Oh, shit. And like you said, the weekend, they kill the skits, man. Now it's time for a little road trip. And who better to hit the road with than Bronze 56K, baby. They do it right. Big, dirty team. And they always on the road. And who better to beg for a box for than Bronze 56K? Hey, if you need our address, we'll send it to you. <laughs> day in the life. Yo, day in the life. Yo, we going with the big homie, KGZ. He's going to wake up bright and early, fucking chill with his cat, bug his girlfriend, go to the gym, and then get bear clips, including fakey flip switchback nose grind pop-outs. That was insane. You got to love now it's time for the industry section and everybody wants to know how they do it behind the scenes because these guys are cashing checks and they ain't taking no names man palace skateboards we want to know the secret to your success next up the shop industry section ain't nobody doing it better than lotties right now yeah, real shit real shit that vid they put out on thrasher a little while back was glorious now it's time for a little Metrospective. Like we told you, we're doing every damn article we can. A little behind the scenes on one of our favorite cities in the world. Boston. We could do some front shows with Dana. The locals there hold it down harder than any other city. They got the spots. They got the shop. They got the culture down pat. Man. Wrap it up with, uh, you know, curtains. Got to give it to a beast, of course. Let's put the profile on Lucian Clark. And that's how you wrap up a perfect 411 episode. I'd be watching that one over and over. We'd burn out that VHS real quick, dog. Yeah, and let's throw in a 411 opener from Will Marshall. And Grant Patterson. Yeah. That's how we real do talk, it. Real talk, real talk. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week and this season. Thank you to everybody who emailed in and sent the voice notes in. We love all y'all. But don't sleep, man. Get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com because we ain't going to be gone for long, man. Season 11 right around the corner. Welcome back to The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. We started in the NBA. Kenny Atkinson officially relieved of his duties as the Nets head coach. Did you see the writing on the wall for this? Two brand new superstars coming in. They want their own coach, man. I didn't see the writing on the walls at all. Uh, it was pretty surprising news because, well, especially the timing. They're a playoff team right now. Like, yeah. what, why would you do this? Like, do this in the offseason. Why bring in a new coach right before this team that has the two superstars sitting out? This coach had success with the pretty much exact same squad minus D'Angelo Russell last year. Like, give the coach the playoffs, man. This was not a good move. Well, they they said it was a mutual parting of ways. And the, the only reason I'm can kind of believe that i mean obviously he'd prefer to be coaching into the future with this team but because the writing was on the wall for him to not be there next year already internally um i think he was down to leave now because there's supposed to be like 12 to 14 new jobs opening up this summer He'll huge turnover and he'd rather be at the front of the line than fired after the season and other like losing opportunities right so like he could potentially be the the Knicks next head coach I'd like to see him in Sacramento 
Yo, don't come at my boy Luke Walton. Although Luke, I loved you as a player, but you're pissing me off, man. Put Buddy Healed in the fucking game. Yeah, I didn't see it coming, but it just seems everywhere Kyrie goes, man, drama follows. And I saw one thing that said that he wanted Ty Lue next. Um, not so I would like that because I was bummed Ty Lue didn't get the Lakers job. I love Ty Lue. So I'd, I'd be hyped to see him with. Uh, he, he obviously knows how to coach superstars. Got the Cavs that one in 16. So that'd be dope. Quick question How long and will it ever happen? Does the KD and Kyrie relationship last? Think it will ever fracture? Yo, that's a good question. It's easy now when they're both hurt or when one of them's hurt. But eventually they're going to be on the court together and they're going to be good. But the Eastern Conference is great too. I could see that one definitely going sideways. They're both petty. I don't want to see it happen. I, I You probably do. But uh, I just lo- I love KD, man. I love his game. I think he's he's someone easy to play with. You know, if he could just fit in in Golden State as the best player and there's no drama around touches and shit over there where you have four four Mm all-stars i think and Kyrie's already played with lebron so yeah but i don't think kd would be the problem it would be Kyrie. oh yeah if there's gonna be a problem it's gonna be Kyrie. but yeah those two dudes are crazy off the court moving right along we praised the houston rockets the last couple weeks and it seems like their hot streak is starting to slow down, man. They've lost a couple games in a row, maybe missing a big man in the middle. How do you foresee this rest of the season playing out for the Rockets? Harden and Russ need to be on one of those heater stretches for it to to work. You know, I'm sure they could win a first round series depending on the matchup, but they could also lose in the first round. Like the West is stacked. Mm-hmm. But for them to get to the conference finals and potentially the finals, like those two guys specifically are gonna have to play they're gonna have to out of their mind 40 each <laughs> yeah like they're probably both gonna average like 30 but then that that's kind of dangerous too because you're just relying on all these catch and shoot guys they need to feel involved as well i just wonder how their bodies are gonna hold up they got the covingtons and the pj tuckers who have to guard the fours and fives out there pj's got the hardest job in the league right now is this a make or break playoffs for Mike D'Antoni if they don't win a playoff round or maybe even two or maybe even make it to the finals are we going to see the end of Mike D'Antoni we might see the end of Mike D'Antoni and the end of Daryl Morey if they have an early exit but which I think would be dumb I think Daryl's done a crazy good job over the years um you know I'm saying they might have two championships if it wasn't for the Warriors you know Mm -hmm. every era there seems to be one team that kind of dominates. It was the Heat before and the Lakers before. Lakers and Celtics, you know, going to the finals a bunch. The Rockets, it sucks they're in the same conference. If they were in the East, they could have been the ones battling. Those epic series we got could have been in the finals. So I think it'd be a mistake to get rid of both of those guys. Because um, I just hate the, the like, oh, if you're not first, you're last mentality that the media has with the NBA. So yeah. I'd say keep it going. As long as Harden's in his prime, Daryl Morey is going to give them the best chance to be successful. I would stick with the GM, but I, I believe it's time for Dan Tony to go. We've talked about the conference standings the last couple weeks here in the rundown. And one team we thought would slide out that hasn't, 
the Memphis Grizzlies holding tight on that eight seed. The Pelicans, they're gelling at the right time. That Lonzo to Zion connection is looking great. But John Moran ain't letting go, dog. Oh, so much props to John Morant. We said it last week. We'd rather see the Pelicans in the first round because it'll be a better series, most likely. Um, but just gotta gotta give Jaw his props, man. Their second best player is still out, Jaron Jackson Jr. And possibly their third best. Actually, probably not yet, but in the future, who's looking like their third best player, Brandon Clark. Um, he's still out with an injury. Uh, it's just been a group effort over there. I'm hyped to see Josh Jackson, you know, back in the league. They acquired him and had him in the G League almost all year. And he's actually been balling recently. Uh, love to see a young guy like that not just disappear. Um, We're going to get an up-close and personal look at the Grizzlies later this month. when we got a home-and-home home with them. Man. Oh, shit. I can't wait to watch John Morant. I can't wait to watch JV fucking. Ooh, yeah, he's gonna want to go that. off. He's. I'm happy for that dude, man. He, he needed that. He never home. got. Dwayne Casey used to cheese me with fuck. JV, man. Yeah. So here we are at the bitter end of season ten. It's time to put some predictions on wax, dog. Get some off your chest. The Memphis Grizzlies will hold on to the eighth seed and get swept in the first round. I'm going to go on wax to say the Toronto Maple Leafs will make the Stanley Cup playoffs and we will beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round of those Stanley Cup playoffs. We about to go on a heater, hopefully fucking soon, to be honest with you. And hopefully we don't run into no more Zambonis, eh? Yeah, real shit. Or Bruins. In the playoffs, I mean. We don't speak that name around here. All right, y'all. That's the end of season 10. Thanks for riding with us. Y'all the real goats, man. Victor, CHPO, we coming. Catch y'all soon. Europe, you know what I'm saying? Thanks to everyone for listening. It's been a blast. We coming back sooner than later. You heard?